if you out there, if you want to walk the walk, then you better make sure you're tuning into the After School Talk. I'm Dr. Sharon Dukes. And I'm Melvin Dukes. We're HBC graduates. Proud educators. And most importantly, husband and wife. And you're listening to After School Talk Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of After School Talk, where I am your co-host, Mr. Dukes, and I'm your other co-host, Dr. Dukes. Dr. Dukes, how you doing today? I'm good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Hey, um, uh, uh, school districts are starting to come out with, first of all, still in quarantine. We uh, we are still in quarantine. Some yeah, people. Well, yeah, we we still in quarantine, as in the household. Yeah. Uh, but the the state is pretty much opened up, both uh, Georgia and South Carolina. Everybody's just do your thing, shout Do your thing. Uh, I saw in Florida where they uh <laughs> where they um was closing down beaches again. Oh yeah. You know what? What? What you about to say? You know, I just made a post today about the family who um, did a surprise birthday party. Mm-hmm. And now 18 people out of the family have caught the coronavirus, including mm-hmm. one who is a cancer patient and two elderly um, grandparents with one being on life support. Mm. And the Brian Murray going to say in the comments, surprise. <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, it's a surprise party for you. And the, the three individuals who have been hit the worst were not. In attendance at the party, the three that were hit the worst were not even in attendance. Mm-mm. Once the you know you came back home and went to go visit grandma and all that stuff, that's how you now have it that or passed tough. it to the next person. That is tough, tough, tough. I know people say you know lead life, do your thing, protect yourself, blah blah. But I just want to go back into deep quarantine. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm ready take, to go back. Like take back me down. back to shutting things down. Ain't nobody open. Yada yada yada. Because we are, we as educators are still moving towards opening. Right. We see numbers increasing. Um, hospitals continuing to say they do not have enough staff or beds or ventilators. And, you know, initially we shut down because that was a fear. Right. Now we're at the point where we open too fast. Yeah. So the fear has become a reality. But the show must go on. So you're going back to work. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to work. And that's what I was about to say, too. Um, school districts coming out with. Their different plans for uh, the semester or the year that's coming up, and I'm not even talking about college. I mean, like uh, you know, K through twelve. Uh, I've heard one suggestion being, and this is from no particular district, but one suggestion was half the schools come, half the students come to school one week, and the other half stay home, and then the next week they flip. So I've heard that suggestion. Um, I've heard the suggestion of giving students and parents the choice. Whatever you choose at the beginning of the year or whatever whatever you choose, that's what you stick to. So if I choose to, I'm going to come to school every day, then you'll be with the teacher that teaches you face-to-face today. If, you, if mm-hmm. you decide um, that, no, I'm going to do online, then you'll be linked up with the teachers that's teaching online. Right. And, um, and the teachers wouldn't have to do both. So you wouldn't have a teacher that's teaching face-to-face and doing online work at the same time. Even though via Twitter, it sounds like that's not for every district, of course. Some districts. Oh, yeah. It's not. Are, what I'm saying is what not. I, what I mean by that, what, what, just your last comment. Yeah. Some people are dealing with the whole, yeah, you're going to do in-person and Zoom. Yeah. Now, you do have something. To, and and really, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about doing both. Uh, I mean, because, you know, on, on in high school, you teach periods anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm teaching, well, we started second period. So, I have first period was planning. <coughs> And then I taught second through seventh period. So I can kind of get that. Uh, 
don't I don't know though. I don't I don't know if I I'm so against doing both or I don't know. Listen. I don't know. I cause you know what I kept thinking? I'm not even thinking about this in terms of an educator. I'm thinking about a parent. I don't I don't know if I'm ready to send little Shaylin yeah. now that's be a, at school. Yep, now that's another tough thing. Um you but know, parents gotta do something home. with their kids. <laughs> yes, they gotta, gotta a little something. taste. They got a little taste of homeschooling, you know, that, that towards the end of the school year. And um a lot of parents boy, they 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 opinion that it didn't work or they didn't like it or I'm sorry teachers, I apologize for what my child been putting you through. I'm sorry for what I've been putting you through. Like I get it now. Right. I get it. So you know that's a, that's another tough thing. Just what That's not what we were talking about on um Twitter too, was that uh Well we'll you know, that's for a whole nother episode. The school the school day is too long and the work day is too long, you know, we talked about that. Yeah. But that um students shouldn't have homework and so somebody said back responded to me you know i'm not completely 100 percent with this though i do disagree with like sitting at home busy work and i was thinking i know you and your mom as math teacher while teachers were always talking about well you gotta do some type of practice at home mm-hmm. but i just like say first grade everything kicked my tail so mm-mm, don't say nothing home <laughs> oh, my no no not if you want me and my daughter to have a healthy relationship Oh my goodness! <laughs> it can be a challenge, though. Seriously, absolutely. Um, especially if the parent, depending on when the parent gets home from work, and if the parent is capable of doing it themselves, just yeah. like some of the stuff was write down this for your child and have them write it. Um, you know, uh, trace or whatever what you wrote. And I just kept thinking about there's the kid that could be home with a grandparent who cannot mm-hmm. write this. Like my grandfather, it's not that he was illiterate; he had arthritis. Mm-hmm. He cannot write. His hands are disfigured. But that's what you was, you was, you was with your grandfather a lot. Yeah, in like the yeah, in the afternoon because my mom, your parents were able to yeah, because because yeah. guess what, my mom is a teacher, right. so she's doing after school conference and after school meetings and getting ready for the football game and doing all these other things. And then daddy was basketball coach, so he was at practice by this time, so right. it was a. I was in the in-between stage of, okay, wait, see who's going to have me until I get home. So that, man, that homework thing, it ain't that easy. Yeah, you are right about that. Now, besides all that, let's take a little side note. Side little, note. A little dip. Dip. Now, um, <laughs> down the social media hole. Because mm-hmm. I want to talk about this before we get into our topic today about curriculum. Okay. Um, B. Simone. B. Simone, feel the world in on who B. Simone is or what she got going on right now. What you want, what you want to say about B. Okay, Simone? Okay, so you know this after school talk. So to all yep. my teachers in the teacher's lounge, the social worker that's hanging out, the counselor that's in there with us, mm-hmm. all us that's hanging out that, that are educators. Um, B. Simone is somebody who, particularly middle school or, or high school kids and some of your elementary kids too, may be familiar with now most popular for being on Wildin' Out. With right. Nick Cannon on MTV, right? Mm-hmm. So she started out as a social media influencer, quote unquote. Um, was doing like just silly videos in this obnoxious voice. The voice is so obnoxious. Like I, you know what? I'm gonna find it as I'm as I'm talking about. I'm gonna find like a just a clip of how she talks. Um, but it's this it's a character because we we heard in a recent clip like, oh, you know how to talk and tone it down, tone it down. Okay, so. The thing about it that something a situation that just recently happened with her, the reason why it really I guess you could say resonated with me is because there are so many students who uh really know 
in detail the lives of the the YouTubers and the vloggers. Like this is not a generations of TV. They don't they don't really watch TV and have TV shows. They watch everything on YouTube and TikTok and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So when they see somebody like B Simone, who I even just a couple of months ago, I think when we first hit quarantine, was like, oh, she on this journey to try to get a million dollars. Like mm-hmm. she's trying to be this hustler. She's trying to show you like I'm gonna sell this, I'm gonna sell that, and that's how that's how I'm gonna make my moves in this world. That's how I'm gonna hustle. That's how I'm gonna do it. And our students are very interested in and attached to. That quick, how I'm going to get this, this money, how I'm going to have this side yes. hustle. Let's go, let's go. Because, you know, as soon as I put out that viral video, I'm going to pop off and that's what's going to happen. But it didn't work out that well for her. Mm-mm. It did not. So, hold on now. I think I don't... Sorry, that was a... It's a Candy Crush ad first. Sorry. Wow. Wait, now it's a um, Spotify ad. Wow. Y'all can find us on Spotify too, so... Mm. Hi, guys. Okay, so wait. I want somebody to get to how she sounds. Oh, my bad. I skipped to the wrong video. Hi, guys. Mm-mm. Looks like we have some issues over here trying to find this one video. Because I want to see how she sounds. Yeah, you want to do what? All right, give give Dr. Deuce a second so she can find a quick little clip of B. Simone talking in her character voice. Okay, do the um do the Jeopardy song while I do it. No, it's the standard version, no. You don't mind to do this. I'm sorry I didn't watch those shows growing up. Are you serious right now? I I know what Jeopardy is, but no, I didn't watch Jeopardy. I don't, I don't know. You ain't never watched Jeopardy at your grandma's house till your mama picked no, you we, up. No, we watched. Well, I I didn't go over there in the afternoon. I what? I I went on there during the day. I can't remember. I Jeopardy. Remember Price you had to right. watch Will of Will of Fortune Will, and Jeopardy. Price is Right. Oh, Will of Will of Fortune. Okay, oh, I think we got it. Okay, so first of all, I'm so sad that you didn't get to watch Jeopardy. My grandparents used to watch Jeopardy in separate bedrooms. Well, separate rooms in the house, but they watched it together. I have no idea. I have no idea. But they would watch it and Alex Trebek would say whatever it is. And they would yell to each other the answer. And my grandparents, Dorothy and Henry, these are my god grandparents, Dorothy Daggy, Henry Daggy. So he called her Dot. So he'd be like, Dot, what's the answer? And she was like, hey, Henry. And I would be sitting in the other room like, oh, my God. <laughs> but why Why can't they, why can't they just uh, can't watch it together? I've never. I have never. Rest their souls because they, they, uh, they are deceased. But I never saw them do anything together. Oh, my goodness. Like, together in the same room. Not even eat dinner. They didn't eat dinner in the same room. She, she ate in the living room. He ate in the bedroom. And they would just yell at each other. Well, when you get to a certain point in life with your spouse, it's like, all right, we did all that already, and I don't that. care to do it anymore, so mm-hmm. we're going to do a new routine. That, that's what they was on. We're on that new routine? <laughs> that's what they was they on. They on that real quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> quarantine for the people on in my each house. Other. Okay, so I, I got, this is how her voice, this is her. She made a comment recently talking about saying that, I'm about, I was about to get real hood with it. I'm about to say, talking about, <laughs> she mm, made a video talking about, she made a video um, where she was on Nick Cannon's podcast and she said she did not want to marry a man who worked a nine to five. Um, what she was trying to say was that she wanted a man who was an entrepreneur because they would have similar interests, but that's not how it came across. So in this clip, I think she was like defending her 
self by saying this. Yeah, but I'm manifesting. I believe one day it'll be little. I do. Everything I have, my dream career, I manifested it. I'm trying to manifest a husband. Ain't that wrong with a nigga with a nine to five? I get it. They work hard. I used to have a nine to five. Nothing is wrong. Nothing is wrong. Nothing is wrong. You work hard. You have money. I get it. I need an entrepreneur. I need somebody that understands my mindset. Somebody that has the same lifestyle. It has to do with money, everything to do with lifestyle. Okay? But I'm in the bed at 3 a.m. checking emails. What you doing, babe? Working. What you doing? Working. Okay. Love you. Mm, you want to have on a flight tomorrow? I have a meeting in, uh, out of town. You want to go? You got, got okay, Let's go. Yes. That's a voice. That's the character voice, Jesus. I can't lie. I used to like uh, Beast Moon uh, when she first, bef- like, even be- way before uh, Wild and Out. Like, I was I was listening to her before she got on Wild and Out, period. I um, don't believe you. Yeah. Because um, you are so critical of people in Exactly. Voices. And that's, a, well, no, not necessarily that, but uh, once she got you just don't like loud, to Wild and Out, that's when it, it escalated and went to a whole nother level and... And then she was in character form all the time. Hmm. That's where it got that aggravated. baby doll. Yeah, like okay, I get it. That's that's your you go to, but that's what it is all the time. All the time. Now here we go. Here's the thing where I was thinking about this in terms of our students. B. Simone recently, um, like she said in the beginning of that clip, I, I manifested my dream job, and now I'm trying to manifest my husband. So she um, said that she wrote a book to help women manifest their goals and she was selling the book on her website for $35 book comes out and apparently it is trash but the biggest issue with it was that it was plagiarized and I think about how with our students you're trying to make that fast money or you just gonna pop off or you just this assignment is so oh why I gotta do this assignment but look at that this is why (laughs) Because you, you need to know things first. You need to plan well. You need to use your own thoughts and not use somebody else's. Because now, apparently, she's being sued by those who she stole their um, content, word for word, mm-hmm. word for word, put it in the book. And on top of that, when we teach our students about stop telling all of your business, she showed exactly how much she, she made, made from, from the, the book. book. Yeah. So now everybody like... You know they now know exactly how much to sue you for because mm. you you didn't just say oh I sold twenty books you had to be clear on I made such and such profit yeah, yeah. girl yeah 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 dug dug herself a bigger hole than it needed to be oh and then we go back to the accountability piece she kept saying she made a video saying I'm gonna take full responsibility even though I had no idea this was going on and my team did it you know what I would actually prefer her to say I take full responsibility. But for some reason, she kept saying, I take full accountability. And I just didn't did feel like she that. She didn't say that, did she? Yeah, she said, I, I take full accountability. And she said it twice. And it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, I don't know if, I don't know if she's using the, right, the word in the right place. <laughs> I take full accountability. I don't know if you're using the word in the right place. But I would have preferred to say, I take full responsibility. But you're absolutely right. She, she said, I take full accountability or responsibility for what happened. But then she turned around and said... Because my team did this, or my team did that, or but, my and she team kept saying, didn't even though I this, didn't know, even though, even I, though I, didn't I didn't know, I, even though I didn't da, know, da, 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 I take full responsibility or accountability. So, so how you absolutely not know, but you take full responsibility for it? And you know, the internet is not forgiving. They are coming for her with receipts and showing where she originally said, 
that she pushed back the date the book was going to really be released because she didn't, back the date. She, it wasn't ready and the stuff that was in it wasn't really what she wanted and she wants to make sure it's authentically yep. her and, and she always said uh anything she does she she put her hand on mm-hmm. and know what's going on firsthand mm-hmm. but now on the other side of this now you're saying i had no idea i didn't know i didn't do this my oh, team this my team that no and it's again like we said like we say to the students like just take your time. You don't gotta rush it. Don't play your eyes. Don't do nothing. Right. Thing. So point point of it is, and, he, and I can understand. Like, hey, I didn't. I uh, something. You know. Okay. That I see how that's similar to somebody else's. But we talking about like I just cut. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, quick. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. <laughs> Copy and paste. Point of it is, uh, take the time to to do your own work. Um, with anything, uh, there are no shortcuts. Uh, to success at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you might look up on something every now and then. Um, but for the most part, there are no shortcuts to success. Period. 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 I've been married to you a long time. All right. So what we uh I thought you about to say something negative. I was, nope. I was ready. So what we uh what we talking about today on on this episode? Okay. So on this episode, we are discussing curriculum. Um, in particular, I think this topic is starting to float around because of the recent. Uh, celebration of Juneteenth and the Juneteenth celebration coming with people questioning why they never heard of this um, important date before. Mm -hmm. Um, Why is it not taught in class? Like, why didn't I learn this in school? And then that that further brings along the discussion of, well, what did I learn in school? And why did I have to learn this? And what needs to be changed? So, like, overall, we're talking about curriculum. And, um, uh, Patrick Cloud and to hear more who have a podcast podcast called Damn Internet You Scary they discuss uh, just what they feel like the curriculum should be and reflecting on their own personal educational experiences of where they were what they learned and where they are now and what would have been helpful had they known right so if you look at the episode it is called let me tell you what the name of the episode so you can look at it for yourself. Um, they actually talk about B. Simone in this episode. So if you go to uh, Damn Internet, you scary, and that's Damn D A M without the N, so it's not a curse word. Damn, like what? like a beaver. Um, is but uh, like B. Simone and um, Gandhi did what? And the Gandhi situation is what triggered Patrick to go. Why did I learn that? And what uh, in Africa, some places over there are removing Gandhi's statue. Because Gandhi, in their experience and knowledge and history, was racist. Right. And we over here in America going, Gandhi, he is well, like he the great leader. ultimate symbol of peace. And mm-hmm. they're like, no, he literally would call them the N-word. Um, talked about how blacks were inferior. Just all of this that you you don't know. Nobody ever taught you this. That's what got them talking about that. Hmm. Wow. Crazy, right? Absolutely. So... What's, what what are, what are we t- discussing amongst each other? So, okay. So, here was the first question that made me think. To hear... You... Okay. You already know how I feel. And anybody who's ever listened to After School Talk knows how I feel about uh, extracurricular activities, the arts, music, those things. Extremely important. Yes. I am the biggest advocate for those. And he talked about how those were the... Those are often the first uh, Program. programs mm-hmm. to get cut from schools, right? Right. And he feels that in the school system, the way the school systems are set up, we are cultivating sheep versus leaders. 
Okay. So we're creating this model of student that more so follows, follows. Mm-hmm. versus leads. Okay. Um, that you're not necessarily trained to have an entrepreneurial mind or a creative mind or to think differently, but that we need you to get into the workforce. So do this, 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 so you can join the workforce. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. What you think? Um. So I. I have a, a unique opinion about education and uh in that I understand how difficult it is to write a curriculum. Um and I, I understand it from a perspective of when I taught math, uh for a, a good period of time, we had disposable books. And these disposable books we weren't we weren't using them in the sense of every student take their book home, you know, learn the lesson from the book, yada yada yada. We had to do a lot of creative thinking on how to deliver the lessons, um, what kind of work they should be doing in class, what we should assign them for homework. We did a lot of creating when it came to teaching. So I got an idea of how difficult it can be to, you know, write a curriculum and stuff like that. So I I get, I do get, I do understand the part on it being easy and this is the part where it sucks. It's easy to just keep the curriculum where it is. It is absolutely easy. Mm-hmm. And you can look at it as, well, this is something that the world, per se, is learning. The world is not necessarily learning about the arts and the crafts and the fine arts and all that kind of stuff. The the creative side and all that kind of stuff. The world is not. If you want to do that, you do it on your own time. So I get the ease of it all with keeping the uh, core class, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. and scrapping the fine arts, extras, all, all that. All right? I definitely get that. Or I I, I, I I see where they're coming from. When we, when we say they, I guess we're saying the higher-ups or whatever. The higher-ups, um, which, which really is a reflection um, of No Child Left Behind, where you implemented standardized testing. Standardized mm-hmm. testing was um, focused on core subject areas, so the rest of the area is not important. Because what I need to do as a, as a um, superintendent, as a curriculum teacher, uh, personnel person whatever <laughs> and uh and as a principal or admin is to make sure that our schools have high test scores passing passing test scores so that's why all focus is on core subject and and see i i don't i, I don't agree with you know the standardized test and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and i definitely feel that it, the educational system is gonna have to take a hard hit and you know i i've said it before mm-hmm. even yeah. when you're trying to you know, when you're trying to redo anything, when you're trying to redo or build up a, a athletic program, when you're trying to build up a math team, when you're trying to build up your school band, when, you, when you're trying to build up anything from the ground up or just revamp it, whatever, mm-hmm. you got to take a hit. Mm-hmm. And education the, or the people that make the decision, I feel like they sit too high up on whatever pedestal where they don't want to take that hit. When you say hit, what do you mean by that? It it gotta be maybe a year or so where it's like you know what scrap all of that mm-hmm. like we gotta stop all of this and really redo the history books redo the math books redo language arts like redo it stop it start it from <laughs> from the scratch mm-hmm. and and do something different um because one thing I uh, uh that we've heard a lot uh during this quarantine time and especially with uh you know, protests and stuff like that. A lot of people are saying that African-American studies need to be uh, in the curriculum. Again, history needs to take a hit. We need to scrap everything we got and possibly put more African-American studies in 
in the history books. I'm not saying it needs to be a whole class. That's not necessarily what I'm saying, but it needs to I be am. more to it. It needs to be more to it um, than just uh, planning it to be during February, during Black History Month. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it but needs- see, the, the, the thing about that means when, when you say taking a hit, that means if I change the curriculum to better suit 2020, mm-hmm. okay, um, and the test is not suited for 2020 mm-hmm. and the test is already biased mm-hmm. because it's, it's not um uh, is not the best tool to use to gauge students of all uh races ethnicities and socioeconomic backgrounds right, right. so i'm gonna have to take that hit of i don't care what the test say exactly that's what i'm saying yes but, and so i i i agree with you i agree with you however but <laughs> I think the challenge for the administrator then is to say, so what show, What you have to then decide what data you are going to use to show success. Well, first of all, I'm I'm not even I'm not even speaking from an administrator's point. I'm I'm speaking like from the uh department of energy. I mean Department uh, of Ed- Department of yeah, Education. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um you they, know, okay, the okay, state, okay, the state so department. State, so, right. So we're looking at them, they gotta just do away with the test. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like they need to yeah. they need to be the ones to recognize this is messed up. We need to redo this and take that hit. That's who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Administrators, they can only do what they can do. They can only uh, uh if if the state says we're doing X, Y, and Z testing, yeah. well, we gotta prepare for X, Y, and Z testing. Now, yeah, how you what, prepare yeah. for it, it can be different too. Uh-huh. How you prepare can be a little bit different. But ultimately, I'm I'm really talking about the people that make the decision to say this is what the requirement is gonna be to get a high school diploma. Mm-hmm. Go through gotcha. everything from kindergarten to twelfth grade, this is what you need to cover. They are the ones that I really feel need to do the revamping. And, and and maybe I shouldn't say take a hit. Maybe maybe that's too hard of a word. They would well, if they if they the ones who can make the decision. It wouldn't be a hit taking. You, absolutely you, right. You, you're the ones who absolutely can make right. the decision and say, hey, from the jump, we're gonna scrap this for however four years, right? Or two years. Don't do it for you. It needs to be longer than that. And say no standardized testing. Mm-hmm. This is what the focus can be, and figure out how to s- switch the. Um, it just has to be up to the switch with the data would look at. We can't say we're going to look at a test and see whether or not they know how to, if, if they know the map, which we have seen. The map is not even properly shown. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not properly um, laid out for students anyway, but that's a whole nother story. But it's just, listen, at the end of the day, you're not teaching students what they really need to know. Really need to know. And some of the things, uh, like me and you and I talk about this often, um, is money management, finances, like more than just, the econ class. Everybody has taken the one semester long economics class. And okay, be real with me. What you remember learning in econ? Who you had econ with? It doesn't matter. Who who did you? Oh, you ain't got to say like the name, but who like who? What was I supposed to say then? You had the we had tall, it at the same school. The tall we had it at the same school. The tall, fair skin. We had it at the same school. Okay. What you Thank remember? you. Okay, I ain't saying nothing about nothing bad about her. I'm not saying nothing bad about her. She was um, a cool little teacher. Right? Anyway, because she, uh, uh, she went on to uh, to Atlanta. But what what did you remember learning from that class? Real talk. What did you learn from econ? What I learned, or what I remember doing, what I learned, uh, I learned something at the time. <laughs> I did learn something at the time. But what I remember from the class oh, is doing that yeah. whole uh, buying stocks. Like everybody had to get an account on some kind of stock trading website like it was one for uh high school like to do demo 
stock buying and you had to buy buying trade stock throughout the semester and whoever had the most money at the end of the semester would have whatever prize or whatever. Okay. I do that's the only thing I remember doing in econ class. Huh. Even in my college econ class, um I can't remember what I learned other than supply and demand. That's like the only thing that I can clearly remember, mm-hmm. supply and demand. But there is so much that goes a little bit deeper with, again, money management and financing and stuff like that that's right. not talked about. Okay. Or and if it is talked about, it's not talked about to the degree of this is what you will need. You will need this in life. Like right. you need to have knowledge about credit cards. Everybody's going to need that at some point in life. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you one of the lucky ones. You ain't need no credit card. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, everybody is going to need some kind of knowledge and information on credit card. And I'm sure that people that listen to this uh, podcast have heard it or experienced it or whatever. But you graduate from high school, you sent off to college, and we'll set up in the student center or the local restaurant, subway, or whatever. Is somebody doing something with a credit card? They always say that, but I, don't, I think they knew we didn't have money in pain because ain't nobody ever come do that. Wow. <laughs> I promise y'all, if they did, I was, boy, I walked right past that set up. And I remember it because uh, I was, was in the student center at one time. It was in the cafeteria, maybe not the cafeteria, but definitely in the student center for sure. And to do the, the uh, application for a credit card, you also got a coupon for like Subway to get a free sub. So oh, that, yeah. that was the buy-in. Yep. So you get the, free, the, get the coupon for free sub. Absolutely. Ugh. Get the coupon for the free sub. You do an application Horrible. for a credit card. And three, four weeks later, you got a credit card in the mail that you done completely forgot about. But then you see $500 limit. Now y'all like, like you a swiper, fresh, no swiping. Now I'm trying to tell you, you're a freshman <laughs> in college with a $500 credit card. And then you <laughs> you max and that. Because it comes to you right rates. before it come right before uh, homecoming. And you spent the whole wow. $5. Five hundred dollars, right? Going in your first that homecoming in college. But you know, but you know what? That goes back to what you said about econ class. To hear brought this up on the podcast, and I was like, "That's it." Number one, I don't remember anything from econ class. No shade to the teacher, because there's a lot of classes I don't remember stuff about. Mm. I was that student who, mm-hmm. what do I need to know to get the A on the test, to get the GPA, to get the scholarship, to graduate? Mm-hmm. That was my game. Um, as far as retaining information, you had to be a dynamic teacher for me to retain something, right? So. But what I remember about econ that to hear said, I was like, that's probably why I didn't retain it. You may have taught me about the term interest or the term supply and demand, but relevancy. Mm. When a teacher makes it exactly. relevant and says, hey, exactly. so let me tell you, does you know, do you do your mom or dad have a credit card or have y'all ever seen a credit card? Um, how do you balance a checkbook? Like I remember my mom was teaching about that and, and she she always says she felt like that was the downfall of education when they started taking away those vocational departments. Mm-hmm. I am here to teach kids how to how to balance be life. An employer, <laughs> yeah. an employee and an employer, right? Yeah. So I'm learning both sides. How do I interview somebody? How do I be how am I to be interviewed? Mm-hmm. How do I balance a checkbook? How do I maintain my budget? How do I do those kind of things? And I didn't nobody ever said none of that to me in high school. We never we never went over that. We never went over that. So it, it literally turns into where you are graduated from college, you think you only took ten thousand dollars out for a loan, and then boom, it's fifteen thousand. What? Where what was that? The five thousand. I, I didn't get five thousand dollars worth of nothing. <laughs> nothing. You, you, you actually did because your interest rate is twenty seven point eight. Good oh. gracious! And then you find out the the, import, the importance of interest rates. Mm-hmm. Like even you know certain things. 
um, a 9% interest rate is high. Mm-hmm. On other things, 24% is high. So it just depends on what you're buying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you get in a car and you get a 9% interest rate, like, okay, cool. I, this ain't this ain't that bad. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it, it, even that, the relevancy of, of just that part. But like I said, just like you say, it may have been told to us, but it wasn't made relevant. Was it was absolutely relevant. not made relevant. Mm-hmm. Just like, okay, here's something else I remember from econ class. Yeah. Um, we did a project on buying a car, had to do a display board, talk about what the car featured, um, how much it costs, how much you're going to be paying towards it, the interest, yada, 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 yada. The realistic thing is, my, and mine was when the Cadillac uh exts came out the the escalate the escalate exts yes, sir buddy that was the year Everybody that those first came out come on the cadillac the the, yes. the sports utility truck the <laughs> sut and that everybody else the sut the sports utility truck so i did my Saw project the on the video. yeah i did my my project on the cadillac escalate truck the the that like i said the sut the one the chevy avalanche that that's basically the same thing so that was the year that they first came out and I did my my project on that, but again, looking back, it's like why why did why were even we even did a project on something that's so uh so far fetched? I guess you can say mm-hmm. like if I'm fresh out of out of college with a decent paying job, that brand new Escalade would not have been the first thing I Let, bought. Let's start here, Melvin. Nobody ever said this to us. When you first left college, you didn't have a credit score. Didn't if you, didn't, a, if didn't, you didn't get a credit card. Right. If you didn't get a credit card. You didn't even have a credit card. So right. you, go, you go thinking, yeah, I got my job. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go buy a car. And they're like, no, you got, you need to build some credit. Right. You Be- have absolutely Build nothing. some credit. What is that? Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yep. And it, it, it's crazy because I something, something that some people need to remember. And I need you to get out of your bubble of your school. And, well, my students know because our parents teach them. I remember having to try to convince a student who had just got a job to get a bank account because in their mind you don't go to the bank you have you put your money in the mattress you keep it in the house you don't even go to a bank because mm-hmm. i don't trust the bank so what this student was doing was cashing out his check at walmart giving them a percentage of the check just so he can have the cash so when we're at that point at that stage how many others in the building are thinking like this yeah, you know what i'm saying so they're just like what in the world so at our school yes we're trying to implement little Little things, little programs here and there to teach them about that. But that's what we're doing here. I want to think about this, you know, system wide, mm-hmm. county wide, state wide, nationwide. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Go, go all the way through. Well, who is in the, in the, what we like, we say wallpaper student? Who is that wallpaper student? I don't know. You got a job and you're doing the same thing he over here doing. And you literally like giving somebody else your money just to cash your check. And But if you get a bank account, and I'm talking about we brought the lady in from Wells Fargo and everything. And he was like, mm mm-hmm. Not gonna do it. Mm-mm. I was like, great. You were great day. Great day. Now, Man. so with with that, mm-hmm. um, I think you and I have talked about this before, and I'm gonna go ahead and put this say this disclaimer. We're gonna make this a uh part two. Um, no, we're not even part two. It's gonna have a different title, but we're gonna get this right here and then jump into our next topic. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when Tahir brings up the idea of geometry and pre-cal, but you didn't teach me finances and those kind of things, I remember a long time ago, a long time ago, you and I had the discussion of how the changing of courses and curriculum 
if it happened uh, with the support of colleges, it would make more sense. Mm-hmm. I am a firm believer that it is not necessary for every student to take a full year-long pre-cal class mm-hmm. in order to graduate from high school. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. Especially when I know that I went on to college and the one math I had to take was algebra. College algebra. College, yeah. And college algebra, college algebra was helpful. There's times where I'm like, hey, okay, let me plug in and figure out this little, this little formula that you don't realize, hey, that's what I learned in college algebra, right? But to go to the extent of taking pre-cal for a whole year may not be what I need to do. Because mm-hmm. what I know is that these same students who are sitting here at 17 and 18 um, who think they want to be a doctor, who think they want to major in art, who think they don't want to go to college but want to do this, they don't know. Mm-hmm. So the best bet is just to give every student a healthy, well-rounded education that once they hit college, you can go in into the first courses of college. Mm-hmm. But somehow or another, we got into this like uh competitiveness and yeah. my students are oh, over yeah. here and they're taking i have 10 in ap stats and i have such and such doing this and i have 20 who are dual enrolled and i have one who will have an associate's degree when they're done who cares because literally <laughs> some of those same students end up going no i don't even want to go to college no more mm-hmm. yeah so we, you, we we just stressed out and went crazy to have you get to where you could go in to be a junior in college, and mm-hmm. now you don't even want to do college because mm-hmm. it's so you're so young, and and you you are at the stage where you can try and do new things. So as a as a school, we should just do let's just give them a healthy, good serving of education, and then they will be prepared for either work or college, whichever they choose, or military. Absolutely, but like you said, it's all about being competitive. Um, uh, schools competing with other schools and academics. Districts competing with districts and academics, mm-hmm. states competing with states and academics, and then countries competing with other countries and academics. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes you you can't help but to think if I give this student more creative think time, um, stuff where they they just thinking about something that they want to do. Uh, but of course, guidance they're gonna need guidance. I, I'm not saying just open up the doors and let them do whatever they want to. Right. But if they have just that independent creative thinking, I just can't help but think it will help a child. Because mm-hmm. if I'm constantly going, 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 going throughout a school day on stuff that you want me to do, at what point do I have time to do what I want to do? And I know it's not important to you, but me personally, for me to be effective at helping you, can you help me as the student? And my help, all I need is just some think time to myself or to, 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 you know, think creatively about something on my end or that I want to do, yada, 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 like whatever. And that 20 minutes of lunch is not it. Uh, students need a plan period. Uh, yeah. Slick. <laughs> slick. need a plan period. And then the other thing is coming from the school that we worked at, you don't get it after school. Cause a lot, some students, as soon as I get out of school, I'm now the mom or daddy of the house. Or I got to go straight to work. Or I got to go straight to work. You see them leaving out in their, in their, in their uniform. uniform. <laughs> they getting out of seven, six or seven, whatever the last period of the day early so they can go change clothes. If they got to mm-hmm. teach that, allow them to do that. Finish their work, change clothes so that soon that bell ring, I'm in the car, I'm on the way to mm-hmm. work. Got to get to work by such and time and I'm there till 10, 11, 12 o'clock. Oh, yes. The ones who's closed. you like, you work till close. Yo, the place unclosed till midnight. And then, of course, anybody that's worked any kind of job know you can't just up and leave at closing. Mm-hmm. You got to stay a little longer to shut down yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. 
But it, I, I just like I said, I just feel like if you if you offer it just a little bit of private, creative, you know, get them juices flowing on just what do they want to do, they can't help but to be a little bit better in your other classes. I I'll say this as we as we transition into our um next part, um, the the time that students were in my office, I would consider that that was a huge planning time. Mm-hmm. That's what I would consider a student having a planning period, something that kind of uh, gave them the chance to be creative with stuff. We came up with so many ideas off the fact that, okay, um, I, instead of going to PE today, I got I got a pass to go down there to Miss Deuce to talk to her. Right. And here we go. We done plan out this whole big thing to do this. And we're going to do this. And that, and the kids will be amped up about it because they planned it. Like, they, yeah, they, they would come up with it. it. And they knew, like, okay, once they toss it to me, the idea to me, I got you. Like, okay, all right, so let's do it like this, do it like that. So I, I think that the, the the idea that a student, that, 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 that that's what those extracurricular activities are for. So when you cultivate within the school day a club hour, a time for you to go to your club of your interest and really feed into that interest, and especially if the teacher is advising it and they're interested in it too, oh, that's magic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I remember um, one teacher was saying like her – her interest at the time was crafts. She really liked making those reefs and just being like a hobby lobbyist. <laughs> okay, you know how I many kids that'll probably hear that's like, yeah, I love crafting. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Let's let's pair them up together. Guess what? For uh, teacher appreciation week, you guys come up with what's the craft that y'all gonna make for each teacher. Do that. Do that. Cult craft dot time in for the day because we look at it right now. We already know we don't like being at work all day. To be at work all day and have to be in a zone all day. Mm-hmm. I don't get any time to just kind of take a break, go to the bathroom, collect my thoughts, put some music in my head, walk around for a second. That is a lot. So the same thing need to happen for a student. Figure out how to create that within the craft that into the day and then you're good. And I one 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 more thing I want to say about this. I keep on going back to it. Go um but it's your podcast. the the other thing <laughs> is uh it's it's difficult. What's difficult? Creating this. Uh, creating that extra time for the student and stuff like that. It it can be difficult, and I feel like those that can do it don't want to because it is difficult. And that's when you need the right effect. Bing and go. Because that was that's my job. My job is Bing to figure out how go. to craft this into your school day. I don't want you to have to. Pay. You tell me how many days you got. Uh, I mean, how many class periods you got? The time frame of them. You tell me how many teachers you have. You tell me how many students you have. Okay, and let's go from there. Because we're going to break this thing all the way down to the direction the students are moving in the hallway. You know, that's how I was. First, my first year having to construct a schedule, a club day schedule. Oh, yes. Because it, let's be real. Everybody was interested in going to a club. So we had the first fight. The kids who were trying to just, I'm just going to sneak off campus. Blah, blah, blah. All right. So we got to keep the whole, <laughs> this whole crowd moving in one direction. And once they get settled, ring the bell for the second crowd to move. Those kind of things. So you need to, you got to reach out to these uh, consultants and other agencies to say, how can I have this happen in my school? And stop stop thinking that technology and everything else is going to solve it. Just figure out how to get kids a break. Right. And give teachers a break. Bingo. Now, as we, as we talk about it, though, as we go into it, we're talking about how there are different things that you learned in school that you that you may not learn. Did you learn about Juneteenth in school? Because I just want to say I had two black social studies teachers and I ain't learned about that. No, I never learned about Juneteenth. Anybody said nothing about Juneteenth? Well, I, I can't even lie. I didn't learn about Juneteenth until my adulthood, like after I had a childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's <laughs> how. Wait, huh? After I, my adulthood, into my adulthood, mm-hmm. 
like the hood where after I had a child. That's what I'm saying. Like I had a child. We had a child. Oh, okay. Our child is six years old. Mm-hmm. I'm 35 right now. Mm-hmm. So within the last six years, when I found out about Juneteenth, that's what I'm saying. But the crazy part of me is, I went to predominantly black first through eighth grade, elementary and middle school. It is what it is, man. But the curriculum wasn't exactly. still the same curriculum. Juneteenth. They probably ain't know about Juneteenth. Probably didn't. Ain't nobody teach them. Yep. And I think about that in terms of it wasn't like I didn't know about a talented tenth with W. E. B. Du Bois until college. Okay. And the only reason I even learned about it in college, from what I can like remember, like distinctly, is because Palmer had all of us who were running for a title on campus to go through the talented tenth conference. Pause for a second. You know what? Maybe I did know about Juneteenth, but remember you just talked about relevancy. Things mm-hmm. being relevant, yeah. it was told to us as the day the free the slaves were freed. That's it. That's it. It wasn't talked about in the form of this was the day that fr- slaves were freed, let go, and we know it as Juneteenth, a day to celebrate. Or to say like the day Fourth of July ain't it? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They ain't say it like that. So hey, yeah, Fourth it July was, ain't so it. yeah, we this, this we know. Holiday. <laughs> I knew about the day slaves being freed. But I didn't didn't understand the relevancy beside behind it being a day to celebrate. No, we were free on this day. Mm-hmm. Period. I don't. You can do what you want to on Fourth of July, but on June nineteenth, I ain't gonna say the year because I'm gonna be wrong. <laughs> um, you know I'm not. Um, I, I can't even our wedding day together. That you sure can. We ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that on there. But anyway, um, yeah. So we were told June nineteenth was you know of that particular year. Well, the day uh, slaves were free, but we weren't taught that it is a day to sell to actual celebrate, celebrate right. and then the other thing too is it does fall during the summertime mm-hmm. so it's like who are you around during the month of june and who's talking about it so you really know oh yeah we celebrating juneteenth but we pushed fourth of july so hard commercially and well that's because well, so that's yeah. that's inclusive of everyone everybody mm-hmm. is included in in fourth of july so they think but we realized technically we weren't included in that holiday. I'm talking about the celebration of 4th of July. I ain't talking about the history of 4th of July. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the celebration. So that's why everybody knows about 4th of July. Because it's inclusive of everyone to celebrate it. Well, like we said about the last uh, on the last episode, when the white kids tell you they ain't got to come to school because it's, it's the black history program and that ain't for them. Mm-hmm. Well, so the, mm-hmm. the history lessons we had in school must have been for them. Yes, so and and not us <laughs> because it was relevant to their history, not ours. Mm. Now and now, this is what I thought about. Never did it cross my mind when I was planning the events for Black History Month. Um, that I was doing it at a, at a predominantly black school, so I didn't have restrictions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you remember my favorite Black History Month uh, program or celebration. We did it for like, and I'm not even saying program, for a whole month. After Black Panther came out, you could not tell me that I didn't live in Wakanda. Absolutely right. Right. Matter so, of fact, we had, a, it was a whole bunch of people in Wakanda. I went, I saw Black Panther in the movies, what, five times? Probably so. Yeah, like in the movies, sat there in the movie five times. Um, we took a hundred students to go see Black Panther at, at school. I was at so so it was that serious. So that February following it coming out, so it must have been that next year. Cause I want to say it came out in February, Black History Month. So that next February, right? So we, I decided to do like a Black Panther theme for 
Black History Month. Here's the thing. I remember sitting down with Gladney, and if you um haven't, go back and listen to the episode where we have Gladney talking about hip-hop, uh, and saying, I do not, I want to have the students come on a Saturday to decorate the school for Black History Month. Let's, and then during one of them little planning times, as they were coming in and out of my room, it was like, what should the decorations look like? We're doing Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to have this like Black Panther old school vibe with the black fists and, and paw prints around. But then we also got to do the Wakanda vibe with it. So we we are literally cutting out like life-size black fists to go in the hallway. Right. I want you to imagine trying to do that at a predominantly white school. I'd have got fired. <laughs> They'd have been like this too much. It would have been some talk. I think it definitely would have been some talk. Like um, the parents are complaining. We don't mind the fist, but make it like a, a actual fist size, not <laughs> not eight feet tall fist. I would have had to do like the emoji. One. Can you do the emoji fist? That looks a little less aggressive. A, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I had the black that's fist. Little, that's a little more positive. I had the real one. Okay. Yeah, the one and that we, you we see on about, the old. You know, whatever. Black Lives Matter. What kind of this, that, and third. Or, yeah, we I know had the words for the culture on the wall. On the wall. <laughs> okay, bro. It's all the way live, Black History Month. And what we did, though, that was so interesting that I didn't realize at the time was something. It's not in the history books. Uh, it's not taught in class. Nobody is. is, is it happened a long time ago. These students weren't born. Was that before we did the decorations, they had to sit through um, uh, uh, a film screening and a discussion. And then we broke up into groups to decorate the hallways. Mm-hmm. And the film we watched was the documentary on the L.A. riots with um, the beating of Rodney King. Mm-hmm. And it was, and this is the thing when you have students who... Um, are african-american who know bits and pieces of their information but they start to connect the dots mm-hmm. it was light bulbs going off them kids light bulbs of like oh my goodness all this and so what i appreciated was that um gladney and the um other lady that was working with us um we would let them write down we would pause it like a, a, um maybe after 15 minutes of watching each part and letting them write down questions and then you put the questions in the basket and then we you know we'll get it and then we'll we'll answer them and so it the students did not realize what happened with Rodney King, period. Mm-hmm. Like, who is he? Because I want you to think about, when we were growing up, this is all I knew of Rodney King. Him saying, can we all just get along? Mm-hmm. Can I mean, can, can can we all just get along? And I was like, that's all. And it was a joke, because he ended up being on drugs later. So it was like, this ain't a real story. This yeah. ain't, you know, nothing like that. But so the, for these students to sit there and really... um have to connect the dots with their own neighborhoods, their own interactions with the police, and then see the the oh goodness, I guess you want to say the the catalyst, the first moment we saw it on video. That was that was really the first moment we saw police brutality on video, and the world went ham. Yeah, yeah we now yeah. in twenty twenty, what has changed? And doing the same thing, same thing. Doing, but going back um to your method is that that's that creative space again mm. um. The kids were a lot more open to talk about whatever it is that you would have brought to them at the time because they felt like they were in a free, open, creative space. I can, I, I don't feel no pressure. It's, it's no different from taking a test. When you feel that pressure of taking a test, it's one of the hardest things you got to do. Mm. But if you take the pressure away and say, hey, this ain't no pass, fail. I mean, we're just doing to see what you It's like, okay, ain't no pressure. Let me go and do it. Mm. I, I'm, I'm going to mm. do it. And it's the same thing with, you know, being in the classroom versus being that free, uh, uh, free cares, free spirited, uh, creative space. It's the same idea, same thought process. And, and it, I, like I said, it, it got to be, 
it got to be there for the students. But absolutely, I, I would expect them to, you know, connect those dots and and look at how what happened back in what was that? Not, we said ninety one. Was that ninety one? I think it was ninety one. Yeah, I think LA it was ninety one. So. How uh, that relates to what's happening uh, here and at the time, I think it was 2018, but even right now in, in 2020, you can definitely find uh, uh, similarities in, in what's going on and what's been going on. And that's why it's so hard for, for me to see, or it's hard for me to understand how people can say, you know, black people aren't, aren't oppressed or we're not going through oh, anything. Racism, you put your racism, racism is dead. Um, you know, you put yourself in these situations, yada yada yada. I, I just, I just don't situations. understand. I don't understand. Like at one point in time, and this has been, uh, has come up since the since the uh, protest and all this kind of stuff too. But don't um, say it. you don't, you don't know what I'm about to say. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Go ahead and say. It, it ain't, you don't know what I'm about to say. But at one time, uh, police officers were the. What, what, uh, nigger hunters, I like, get like, <laughs> yeah. like they they yeah. were the they if were you the are, you were shoot if, if you are a free slave they ain't feel like you need to be free today they could shoot and kill you here we go or I can take you back or and hunt, say, hang hey. you or bring you back and you work for me or yeah I bring you back and say you to somebody else so to say that we were not oppressed and I say we as in black people that that is bull like mm-hmm. that is straight bull and if, and if, and it's it's black people that say the same thing like it's it's Two twin, uh, two twin boys. It's a set of twins that I came across today. I cannot remember what their names were, but they are so full of crap. And I'm, I'm about to do one of you on um looking it up real quick. But I think I'm gonna move a little bit faster than you did, uh, cause your, your before you even get to the end of that do do do, I'm already have my information up. Um, but the twins were. Hopefully, I can find it, and I think I do have it. Official Hodge Twins. Bingo. Official Hodge Twins. If you get a minute, look up Official Hodge, H-A-D-G-E, H-O-D-G-E, Twins. Official Hodge Twins. But, um, yeah, they, they, they talk about some... Like, they don't agree to anything. They don't, they don't think Black Lives Matter is good. Uh, they think uh, Ahmaud Arbery did something wrong in, in talking to the men. Um, they, they, I ain't got no, uh, no opinion whether you against Democrats or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But everything about them is, nope, that ain't it. Nope, that ain't it. Nope, that ain't it. Nope, that, I mean, I, I get that you're light skin and, and you may not have a darker skin tone, but twins, like what, what what's you're going black. on? You, you're still black and you uh, gonna tell me that we ain't been oppressed and we ain't did this, that, and th- like, come the, on. Um, OJ mentality. Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, 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 yep. Like they even brought up the whole uh some statistics on um we not the only ones getting shot and killed and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I get that. I definitely get that. But so if we're not are, are you aren't you still mad? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like be some mom, baby girl. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like I I can't go into I can't go into uh another household and tell them how to do their thing until my household get taken care of. Mm-hmm. I ain't worried about nobody else. Yeah, y- y'all, somebody be having y'all too, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried about mine. Like this, mm-hmm. this, this, and and that's that. I think that's how black people feel right now. Like, no, we we see it on a day to day basis, like real talk in real time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I'm worried about us. I'm worried about us right now. As you should be, though. As you should be. 
There's nothing wrong with that. And I think that these people are, I mean, you are literally shucking and jiving to get likes and to get people to agree with something that's just hateful. That's a, that's, a, that's just like, did you see the, the hateful? Did you see the video of the lady who was telling the Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter uh, protesters, um, she was telling them that I'm going to teach my grandkids to hate you. I'm going to teach my grandkids literally to hate said, you. Literally said, I'm going to teach my grandkids to hate you. But, said but now, she has a video that says, I don't I don't have a hateful spirit. This that was not I, So who so who so who So who was that in the video then? Who was it in the video? Karen. And you know what? As we talk about Karen, that is the part about why I knew I was I felt more empowered to teach black kids at a black school because there was no Karen's in the hallway. It was no well, well, there was there's probably a hidden Karen, but we we worked at a school that there was some there was Karen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they have all the fists in the hallway and then, okay, listen, calm down. It's not that serious. <laughs> it's not that serious. But we we have people who will say one thing, do one thing, and if you try to even give them facts and data to that shows what you're saying is not correct. They're not going to believe it. Mm. They they follow. They are following a president who has been fact checked a gazillion times, and it does not matter. Doesn't it matter. Does not matter. Doesn't matter. Still got a a, a reason behind it. Still going to take up for him. Yes, you are I, going to again, be talking to a brick understand. wall. It's going to be a brick wall. But that's why you have to get rid of all the racists and biased educators out there so that we can teach equality and we can teach humanity and we can teach love for others and and not have people who who will literally like you say if you if you're going to say that you're going to teach your grandchildren hate come on that's a whole another generation we got to deal with yep. we got to deal with another generation that's going to think that right, this, is, this say, is okay she, she didn't say kids she said grandkids, grandkids. i'm gonna teach the grand grandkids not like <sighs> Well, I tell you the truth. I teach the grandkids, and I like it. And I believe it. And and you know the sad part is is that um, I think about how the police may be in a black neighborhood and may feel like oh I gotta go over here with them and they they they're mean to me or they always uh, in some trouble or doing whatever. I want you to understand that you chose to have a job, and in that job there are some good days and some bad days. There's some people that like you and there's some people that don't like you. If you cannot handle that responsibility and be unbiased and to be a servant leader, then you need to find a different job. Mm -hmm. That's what that means. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm, at some mm -hmm. point in the school system, when you get to the point where it's like, I can't teach these kids. Once you start thinking like that, get out. Stop. It's time to roll. Like I need a break. I need to stop completely because I'm about to um, hurt somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm about to, um, put somebody at a disadvantage due to my beliefs. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yep, That's yep. what's going to happen. And th- and they just had it happen in Valdosta, Georgia. The guy who um was trying to explain that he was just at the Western just at the Western Union. He was like, I go here every day. My sister sends me money. And they're like, well, you, we, they said we had some suspicious activity. And I put on Facebook, like, who, who is the suspicious? I feel like the Pink Panther is creeping around with a black face on and y'all keep thinking it's us. Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You literally just some suspicious activity. What does and that ran, look like? And ran with that. Yep. 
Ran with that. Ran with it to the point where you walk up behind the man as he's talking to another cop and body slam him. Mm-hmm. He's not under arrest or nothing. You because you know what it was. It was like I'm t- man, why are we talking to this black yeah, man? Just, I'm I'm tired. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm I ain't tired. got time so to talk to him. Take him out the game. That's right what it now. was. I ain't got time to talk to you because I'm over it. Right, and that's not how you are. The police officers should be servant leaders. And really and truthfully, that's what I would love to hear, like, Principal L or Dr. Brad Johnson is to talk about that servant leadership role that you ask for administrators to have and see it from a police standpoint. How mm-hmm. are you of service? Because really and truthfully, our police are here to get tickets and to arrest people. Mm-hmm. They ain't out here to help nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's that would, that's, that's not the feeling like. you get. Right. I'm that's not feeling that like. you're here to help me. Right. That's not what I feel. Yep. Absolutely. Well, we actually did not go over our time. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that. I think we did pretty good. We actually did, because I thought for sure, like, we're going to have to do part two of this. Um, now, I'm going to say this, though. Uh, we, like I said, we talked about how it's going to take the higher-ups to change curriculum. I do think, though, at the same time, that you got to start paying attention to how change happens. People come together, and people stop doing something. Mm. That is a big move. People mm. don't understand it. You have to come together and stop doing right. something in order to get somebody's attention. Right, right, right. If you continue to stay on the hamster wheel and keep going around and around and complaining, nobody's going to know that it's a problem. Right. They're going to think everything's okay. Right. So as you continue to stay in education and continue to see students be uh, promoted to the senior uh, senior on. year and can't read or write or do a math problem, as you continue to see students struggling and, and not knowing information that they should know beyond graduation, and you just stay there, you're, you're complicit. Mm-hmm. You're a part of the problem. So you have to figure out how to say, either I'm going to say, you know what, I quit. And I'm going to go raise hell on the other end. Bam. Because that's me. Bam. <laughs> I'm going to go raise hell on this side over here because I can't, I can't stay right here because this is not working. Um, or you're going to have to, like you say, come together as a group and say, hey, we are standing together in solidarity because we want these changes to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, on the other end, that if you are an educator and you're working in the school system and you do see things you want to teach students, like we said, talking about the L.A. riots, um, we've done the talent. We I, we did a talented 10th conference, a two-day conference at the school where we brought students together and talked about W.E.B. for everything from W.E.B. Du Bois to um social media and how you should how you should present yourself to the public and all kinds of stuff like big big thing right Mm -hmm. figure out if the curriculum won't let you do it bump the curriculum you have extracurricular activity Mm -hmm. figure out how to how to reconstruct that day reconstruct those activities and say guess what if every any student that wants to be a part of extracurricular activity here has to write an essay on blah 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 Every student that wants to be in extracurricular activity has to do a um, two-day workshop on diversity and inclusion. Every student that wants to be in extracurricular, and I'm talking about your football players, your basketball players, cheerleaders, everybody, and you do a intentional work in those areas. Mm-hmm. And if you need help doing it, contact the right effect. Contact the right effect. Bing, plug ourselves hey, in. Hey, we, that's what we here to do. That's what we're here to help, honey. Absolutely. Honey. Absolutely. Who says that? Honey. I don't know. The girl from The Real. Oh my goodness. You love me. Tell the people that you love me. <sighs> and that our wedding anniversary is coming up and we're going on nine years. July 9th. Ninth. Nine years of marriage. Of marriage. <laughs> yes, I love you. Did, did y'all hear the sincerity? Did y'all hear it? Yeah. If, if y'all if y'all know me and who I'm married to, yeah, do you, y'all recognize that was sincere. <gasps> All right, people, that's our show for the day. Wait, we got to shout out the... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I see, he was going to leave y'all hanging. All right, slide up out of that, Jim. 
Uh, shout out to our supporters. Go to the podcast. Go to the Right Effect uh, slash podcast. Scroll down supporters. Look for Bowtie Planners, the Cam K Way Skin Society, uh, Marietta Smile Gallery with Dr. Michael Thomas, Taste Buzz, the Styles of Clothing, Real Fit, and Distinctive Curations. Uh, visit our web page. Web- mm, get your words together, please. Uh, Trevor, I think she's trying to say. Oh, you will uh, not use my joke on me. Page. <laughs> Do not use uh, my joke instead, on it me. came out as whip, whip, whip. I'm done. Listen, y'all follow us on Twitter at Dr. Uh, Sharon Duke. Go ahead and follow him too at Dog Team Educator. Mm. Don't me put my name out there. Educator. It's spelled like E D U Q Educate. You don't know how to spell He's it. He's a member of Omega Sci Fi Fraternity Club. Right? And they like, aye, they aye, like to be aye, extra. Aye. Us sophisticated people over here in Delta Land. <sighs> Rude to the bro. Yeah, great. And also follow us at Two Dudes Up and on Instagram at After School Talk. Peace.